Here we go! Hey there, my name is Bubba. My name is Anna. And you're tuned into Church Nerds, an LTN radio morning show and a proud member of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. Um, Hey guys, if this is your first time with us, what's going down? Hey everybody. What that thing do? We, we're we Bubba and Anna and we do this show. We the do. End. That's the end of the introduction. Is there anything else you wanted to say? So here's one thing I have to say. I talked Bubba into going off script today. <laughs> so if you hear awkward pauses, this is like a test. It's my brain trying to decide where the next part. So we're going to see if is. this makes you talk more or less. It's going to one hundred percent make me talk more. Do you think so? One hundred percent. Female. What do you want to say? I have done. What would you like to say about yourself to people if you don't have a script to look at? Here's what I would like to say about myself. Um, My name is Bubba. I'm Uh one of the founding members here at Love Thy Nerd. And I have been a part of almost 400 plus podcasts. Yeah. You do a lot of podcasts. So it gets really difficult for me not to talk. No, 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 no. I did an interview yesterday. I talked way longer than I think she wanted me to talk. You always talk more than you're supposed to talk. difficult is trying to create shows that are different from each other uh-huh. and then doing those shows basically back to back to back right. to back yep. to back. You do. And then going, first of all, what did I talk about uh-huh. before? What have you already heard? It's true. You friend? do. Sometimes you repeat information on different shows. Secondly, what is or is not a part of this show? Uh, well, this is Church Nerds. Do you want to talk about this what you've been playing? This is a show about um, where nerd culture and church culture intersect on the Venn diagram. That's what this show's about. We in in about, case you forgot. We could talk about Kickstarter? No. <laughs> Different show? No. No. Um, okay. So here is... Oh, I'm Anna. Who are you? Oh, I'm you have Anna. the notes. You I, have them in front I of do you. less podcasts. I actually only do Just this one. one podcast. So it's a lot easier for me to think in my mind of well, what we've talked about here. You absolutely crush it because I've had oh, several thanks. people and probably some of our wonderful listeners here say, hey, we really enjoy church nerds. Mm-hmm. And if you do, if you are one of those people or if you know somebody if you or somebody you know has been affected by mesothelioma, <laughs> that's on my notes. Um, well, I thought you were going to say by the um, COVID-19 virus. I can't. I don't want to get demonetized. Well, I mean, it's, the podcast is not monetized, but I don't want to get demonetized. <laughs> I don't want to owe money on the podcast. Well, done. Yes. Um, <laughs> but if you, if you or somebody that you know really likes and or enjoys this show, please rate and review. We have... We, oh, we haven't done that ratings. in a while. It only only rate us if you enjoy us. Five please. stars or bust. If you <laughs> if you would like to rate lower than that, I, I can send you to a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, there are several church nerds podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, just go. Don't th- rate poorly one of those. review any other church nerd podcasts. Um, there are some others. Our church nerds podcast is the one with Jesus. 
with a pair of glasses. But let's be real, not really Jesus. <laughs> oh, no, not, not no. even. And we are fully close. aware that that is not really what Jesus looks like. It's, I just think it's a cool um, picture. sort of satirical. Well, um, anyway, we are married. We have four kids. It's what now? We have four kids who are in our house a lot. Today <laughs> is actually the day we are finally released from quarantine, which is fantastic, except the school is not back into session until Monday. So um, we still had to do a whole bunch of things this morning. Um, but you know what? We, we homeschooled last year. It's not like I don't know how to do this. It's fine. Yep. What I really want to talk about in this segment, though, is this room that we're in. Oh, which yeah, okay. we have talked about before that we're switching things up. We already talked about how we're switching your your space and my space and all that stuff. I don't know if we we're not talked. switching to my space. Not we're not. No, be on not my space. Yes, we could though. Not my space. Our space. Um. This okay. So the room that we're in looks how shall we say murder basementy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Bubba does stream, but he has this huge banner behind him most of the time. So you can't really get the full effect. I, I mean, I think you've shared a couple of times what it actually looks like in here. Yeah. The, it's unfinished drywall from 1978. Yeah. Circa 70 something. And so, and it's just been like nailed down and then not taped and floated, um, no, and it's if, it's brown paper on it. It's kind of like. Do you think it started you, brown? Did we talk about this? I don't know. I don't. I was I thinking about so. that too. But it feels kind of like we're we're recording from inside a a paper box, like a cardboard box. Yes. We we do everything from inside this cardboard box, except with rebar sticking out of the wall and wires everywhere and arrows spray painted on the wall <laughs> for who even knows why. Because well, you need to know which way's up. I don't know. And like the unfinished drywall, yet people have somehow like sprayed a bunch of stuff on it. So places where it's like, I have so looks many like questions. stuff is dripping down. It's a lot. We're, we're just looking at it right now and telling you all the things that we see. Nails sticking out. Uh, the rebar, I really don't understand because... I have to believe that they they were hanging things either across, because there are multiple pieces of rebar, mm -hmm. either across the rebar yeah, or from like wood, or both. Maybe both. So the thing is, sometimes people come to our house who have seen your streaming space and don't really understand... Internet. Yeah. Like they walk in and they're like, oh, cool. This is where the magic happens. <laughs> and I am deeply embarrassed. And we have people in our house a lot. And we have people in the garage a lot because mm -hmm. um, our life group, like the only way to get into the backyard is through is to go through the garage. And so children are walking in here. And I'm like, probably a chainsaw is going to fall on someone yeah. any second. It'll it's just like, like fall we, through the roof. We promise you're not going to get abducted. It's just the way to the backyard. It's a pretty scary yeah, room. So I was like, you know what? I want to change this. I want you to be proud of this space that you have for recording. And I want it to be a little bit more like less of a lie. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and so as we're changing things up, I, I want to create a better space for you. I want to create a better space for me. So we're um, instead of like 
demolishing this the sheetrock like we should do, I'm like, let's just cover that mess up because it's faster. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's exactly what we did. So we did. Well, it's halfway done. It's halfway done. Come on, lady. Um, We have one wall that doesn't look like someone's going to murder you. Um, We hung hung beadboard, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. I had totally forgot. That's a thing. That That was my idea. I was like, hey, we could just make it look cute and just stick panels up of beadboard. Well, what I what I forgot was that people older than you and I call it wainscoting. Wainscoting and Cotting? People say it both ways. Oh my god. It's spell like when I look on the internet, it's both ways. It's annoying. Um, but you know what I was thinking as we were putting this up. And like sometimes some people have looked at your stream space and been like, that's kind of cool. Like it's kind of grungy. The word is like a gritty video game. And I was like, you know what we should have done instead of doing this? We should have made money off of this room. We should have created an escape room experience in this garage. And like you're locked in here. You have to find your way out. This ambiance. You're going to have to saw off your own foot. People pay money for this. We should have charged people money. We should have figured it out. We could have done so much more, but instead we're ruining it by making it better. If you like um, our garage (laughs) in any form, just go to lovethynerd.com slash Bubba and you can become a financial supporter (laughs) with me and my family. Please, so we can finish our garage. (laughs) It's that easy. If you love it or you hate it, lovethynerd.com slash Bubba. Anyway, I mean, that's it. We would legit love to have you be a part of our team. Um. That's all. That's and all I we're, have. We're we're about half ish. Well, maybe a quarter of the way done. I would say maybe a quarter of the way done. Yeah, maybe less. Yeah. Maybe less one, than a quarter. We have one wall done, ish. But it's, we still we, we still have, have to, it hung on one. Wall. We still have to rip out a garage door, um, frame it in. Yeah, windows. That's not happening right now. No, Let's this face is it. this is just like this is where my camera points. Uh huh. And yep, we're gonna you know. We're, we, we're trying to we're trying to do like bite-sized chunks listen, here. Listen, guys, we care about you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and also, we want to make this show, we want to put it on Twitch at some point so that you guys can watch it. I and super didn't want people to watch our show in a murder basement. No, 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 no. It just doesn't fit the vibe. Oh, hey, it could have been Killing You Softly. <laughs> Bubba and Anna. Killing You Softly. Hey, don't give me demonetized again. Oh, I mean, that's not long enough of a clip. I, you know, but they know. They know. All right. Hey, guys, we're going to get out of here and take a short break, but don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to be talking about Anna's favorite subject, time travel. That's not super not my favorite, but because I love you all, we're going to talk about it. I love time travel. Hey, don't go anywhere. (laughs) We'll be back with more of the Church Nerds podcast. This week in nerd history, space, the final frontier. Nerd history. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise, its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. 
These words opened the first episode of Star Trek, the original series, when it premiered in America on September 8, 1966. It was our first introduction to Captain James T. Kirk, First Officer and Science Officer Spock, Chief Medical Officer Leonard H. Bones McCoy, and the rest of the classic crew we would come to know and love as the originators of one of the most fan-crazy franchises in history. But it was not all that popular when it initially aired. With consistently bad Nielsen ratings, NBC finally canceled the show after three seasons. However, as sometimes happens with sci-fi shows, cough, Firefly, cough, cough, it became a major hit several years later in syndication, and it spawned a franchise, picking up with several movies, then several new series, and even to this day, a handful of Star Trek shows and movies are in production. But before any of that came to pass, after the original series grew its cult status, Gene Roddenberry attempted to continue on with the original series from where it left off. However, this time he opted to make it an animated series, with most of the original cast returning for the voice work. Star Trek the Animated Series also premiered on September 8th, but in 1973, and originally aired in the Saturday morning TV block. Not only was the animated series critically acclaimed, but it was also the first Star Trek series to win an Emmy Award, achieving the honor in 1975 for its second season. The show's writers originally considered the animated series as an effective fourth season for the original show. However, at the end of the first season of Star Trek The Next Generation, all licenses for Star Trek were renegotiated, and the animated series was essentially cut from the canon of the show, meaning it essentially never happened. Though some things established by the show still stand, such as the first captain of the Constitution-class Starship Enterprise being Captain Robert April, which featured James Doohan voicing the character during his only appearance on screen in the last episode of the animated series. He wouldn't be mentioned in the series again until the fifth episode of Star Trek Discovery in 2017, where he's listed as one of Starfleet's most decorated captains as of 2256. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerd History. Hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds. I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And today we are talking about wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. It's true. So, um, you may have been listening to the show last week when um, we were talking about plot holes. I was. And a lot of people talked about plot holes in time travel movies and there was this one moment where briefly we went into how much i hate time travel movies because they make my brain melt you might have heard my brain melt last week i did hear it probably yes um I watched so it if you you know we wanted to bring that that conversation back around because there's actually a lot to that as far as like you know spiritual ramifications of if time travel were possible like that would affect spirituality in a sense when time travel um and so if you want to hear that initial brain melt you do not have to time travel to get to that you can just go listen to hey spotify apple podcasts uh any other i don't know i don't have the notes lovediner.com slash church nerds nailed it is another place where you can hear our podcast if you want to go back and listen to old episodes. If you think about it, podcasts are basically time travel. Well, it's like looking at, we can take pictures and basically store them for our whole lives. Like if you think about, because this is something I think about as a mother a lot, how women a thousand years ago, say, 
they just had to like remember their children's faces. Yeah. Now we can look at pictures of our babies, like of our children when they were babies and like feel all those feelings. They it's could, weird. They could probably hire somebody on um, Caveman Fiverr and <laughs> get them to draw them on a rock or something. Drawing portraits, I guess. Yeah. Those things are always creepy, man. Imagine getting Portraits. a baby, like a caveman baby, to sit still long enough. <laughs> Just chisel it in there. Right. Yeah. Hi, moved again. Sorry, blinked. <laughs> so, oh, that'll be another okay. three coconuts. Well, okay. So to to start off, wow, what was all that noise? Sorry, everybody. I got this. This happens every. This happens every. This is just a part yeah, of the just, show. The part of the show where Anna has forgotten to silence her devices. <laughs> Yep, she's okay. a blast in movies, by the way. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, okay. There are a lot of time travel movies. Fact. A lot of them. What are... Um, okay, so I'm going to talk about some of my favorite time travel movies. I can't That's wait. That's not a thing. I can't it's wait. <laughs> maybe just time travel movies that I have watched. <laughs> yeah. We'll put it that way. Movies with time mm-hmm. in the title. <laughs> okay. Maybe one of the first time travel movies that I watched was Time Bandits. Yep. Or maybe Back to the Future. Might you think have been you watched Back to the Future first? Before Time Bandits? Yeah. I don't know. Because remember, like my house, I don't know. Nothing ever goes the way you thought it did. Right. We were... Re- my, I was sheltered from some things and then other things that was like, wait, what? But I have to believe that you watched Time Bandits before Back to the Future because Time Bandits is Monty Python. I don't know. You guys love uh, Holy Grail. Like. um, I don't love it, but my dad and his brother you, do. You got the royal you guys. <laughs> um. Well, okay. I tell you, I got ripped apart on the cruise because I didn't remember some obscure quote from that movie. <laughs> Like, or do you even nerd? Yeah. Don't worry because I farted in their general direction. Um, Boom. Well, if you had, yeah, that my my dad and his brother and my cousin. Yeah. You. Yep. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can see how that happened. Okay. Timeline was another one. And um, then one of the ones that I think started to really mess with me as well was Heroes. Oh, yeah. Hiro, Hiro Nakamura. That was like, that was one of those ones where stuff started to get so confusing and convoluted and like really intricate. Didn't have to be, just save the cheerleader, (sighs) save the world. Um, Okay, then we've got all of the MCU, like right now is just. Yes. Yeah, I, I recently, and by recently, I mean last night, as I was trying to move all this crap around in this, in the murder dungeon here. I watched Ant-Man again. Still one of my favorite MCU movies. Paul Rudd Uh is my freaking dad. Like that guy just knocks it out of the park. Mm -hmm. And I'm in it for comedy. Yes. Yeah. In it for comedy. Those for a little while, Avengers movies were way too serious. Yeah. (laughs) And so, so I, Watch that. Like, and you know all of this is ridiculous, they, right? You just have to lean into the ridiculousness. Yeah, suspend your disbelief. Yeah. Uh, the man can shrink to the size of sometimes subatomic. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in, in Ant-Man, we introduce the idea of the quantum realm. And the quantum realm is the next phase moving forward from right now in time, 
um, you know, uh, where, where are we at? September 2021. Moving forward in the MCU is all about the quantum realm and time travel. And it kind of starts right here in Ant-Man. There are traces of it in other places, but it really starts right here in Ant-Man. Because when it's you're kind in- of like quantum leap and quantum break. I saw quantum. I saw a quantum, quantum solace. Of solace. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> I like how we both thought of that. I That's saw a, uh, a a meme the other day that was like, "Is your friend acting weird? Please stop him and ask him if he is Scott Bakula <laughs> from Quantum Leap." Um, so the, the the quantum realm is where all this stuff is starting, and if you're not familiar with the MCU and I am not the huge convoluted spaghetti bowl. That is it's the storyline. Really I say it's a spaghetti bowl because there is a consistent thread that you can follow. If you can find it, it's in there, but you we... have to be dedicated. Like you have to commit yourself. Yeah. The MCU in and of itself in just like one one single universe is basically a multiverse. There's mm-hmm. so many different things going mm-hmm. on at any given time. Mm-hmm. So the idea behind the quantum realm is that when you get small enough, time disappears. Okay. And so that's where things are moving forward. We saw that at the end of Loki with the TVA and like all that stuff. And now moving forward, the idea, like the one of the, the leading theories here is that the quantum realm is where the TVA is. Well, okay. Is that what you want to talk about? No, I don't. I don't have the notes in I front mean, of <laughs> that's so that all, yes. And that's the thing is like there's, there are several kind of versions of time travel in movies. Um, it's, it's really interesting, I think. And we're, ugh, I don't want to get ahead of myself because there was like a time. Well, don't when, worry, we can always go back because we have time travel. <laughs> there was a time when, you know, writing, using time travel as a plot device started to become very popular. And then once that happened, people kind of started to do it the same way for a while yeah. as what they it saw. It became real formulaic. Then, then I feel like recently people have started to introduce maybe some slightly different ways of doing it. So like Tenet. A sort of different Ooh, man. Tenet was different type of div, like of like a different style. Of you didn't even of, finish it. No, I didn't. You fell asleep. I know, and I was mad about that because it was interesting. I can only imagine how frustrating like, that must be. Like, there's the you. Back to the Future way. There's kind of the Looper. Dude, way. Looper's on my list. Um. Then, then you have movies that are. Oh, you got Doctor Who. Doctor Who's. Of course, we have to talk about Doctor Who because Doctor it's Who's not on my list. About time. it's not on your list of no, what? It's, it's in my heart. <laughs> There's Terminator, freaking Terminator. There's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh man, yes. <laughs> Is that the newest one? No, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Face the Music. There we go. Every Bill and Ted is basically about t- time travel or something uh-huh, like that. Uh huh. Which. Yeah, and then the second one was so weird, though. And then there's also um, ye old Sharknado. It's about time. <laughs> oh my gosh, Anna! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want to. We gotta get the full. Is that literally a time travel movie? It's about time. Well, when I googled time travel movies, it did pop up, and that made me want. God, you're gonna to make me watch, watch that movie <laughs> a little bit. I I will be real. I do enjoy the Sharknado movies. 
I know because, because they're, they're so ridiculous. They're like they're they're B level movies at best with sometimes C level actors at right. best. Well, so and it just works because the whole not taking yourself seriously. So okay, so time travel, like I was talking about, I, I started thinking about like why. Why is this such a big deal right now? Like it's time travel is so widely used as a plot device right now. Where did it start? So H.G. Wells, like in Back to the Future, H.G. Oh. Wells was one worlds. of the first um, to sort of explore time travel as a plot device, I think. And obviously the science was... <laughs> You know, it gets real. You get you start to take a lot of flack with scientists when you really when you start to use some of this stuff, I think. Yeah. Um, you get you have to really find the weird scientists. Well, but he was mostly responsible for opening all of our brains to this concept of like time traveling. And a lot of people think that um, it was um, which one? I don't know. He had a couple books. Um, I only I think know the of time War of the machine Worlds. is the first one. Oh, time like, machine. Oh, yeah, the time machine. But actually, he had a, a previous book before that that also talked about time machine or yeah. time travel that was published in 1888. <gasps> hey, that's the year our is this a coincidence? It was the year our church was founded. Oh, what? <gasps> is our church a time traveler? <gasps> Maybe. Okay. Interestingly, though, Mark Twain is the first person like people really took his uh, material and ran with it mm -hmm. before taking HG Wells's as far as like time travel in cinema and on stage and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, is uh, Tom Sawyer about time travel? A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's court. Oh yeah. Never heard of her. What? I'm what? You've no. Wh what? No. Why would I have heard oh of that? Oh my God. Why would you have heard of a Connecticut yes. Yankee and King Arthur's Court? Yes. Okay, so now we have to watch or read or something this. Is it in all of those things or is it just a book? Well, I mean, it started out obviously as writing, but it ended up like there were three adaptations for stage and I think eventually cinema. I think there's a cartoon about it now. We could watch that. I'll watch cartoon, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like about... A guy who ends Let me up guess. It's going about a back in Yankee time in King, in King Arthur's, Arthur's court, court. and then they think that Does he, he become. They think he becomes in like he's kind of competing with Merlin a little bit. Perfect, because like he knows when um, um, like lunar eclipses are going to happen and stuff, and they're like oh, magic, magic, magic. Yeah, knowledge, yeah. knowledge, knowledge. Yeah. So um, anyway. Okay, um, so there was that stuff, but then really in the eighties is when time travel was like, yeah, why not? Like with Back to the Future, with the Terminator, and part of it was, I mean, the Terminator is pretty serious, but Back to the Future made it so interesting, and people still say that, like people still love the Back to the Future movies, mm -hmm. the science because they found they found that perfect balance between the science of it and making it kind of make a little bit of sense scientifically and 88 miles an hour bro being funny and having interesting stuff going on so that even if you were like the science is ridiculous 
but this movie. Yeah, right? But I really like this movie, you know, because it's entertaining. Yeah. So that's a... You gotta go back to the future. (laughs) Well, I mean, because really the science will break down for uh, in almost everything. Almost immediately. Uh, Like what we talked about before. Like you think about it long enough, you're gonna find holes and definitely scientists are gonna find holes. There are... It gets ripped apart. So I follow... I actually, I don't want to brag or anything, but I follow an actual time traveler on TikTok (laughs) and he is always posting things about like the music is really intense. And then there's always like text over the screen that's saying, you still don't believe that I'm a time traveler. Well, mark these dates on your calendar. And then it will say like a date that's really close or for being real has already passed. And a big thing that's going to happen. They're always like earth shattering. Like, so it's kind of similar to like modern day prophets. Yes. Except this dude, like the Lord is coming back on such and such a day. Yes, Absolutely. That because nothing (laughs) this guy has said has come true. Nothing. (laughs) And then people are like, well, maybe it's from a different timeline. And I'm like, look, this isn't Loki. Like we're not living in the MCU. This guy is a liar. I mean, a lot of these things are theoretical or theoretically possible. There is. I'm going to be real guys here. Go somebody go into the the cupboard and grab your tinfoil hat because we're we're getting into the conspiracy zone here. All right. So if you know anything about me, I've already mentioned TikTok a lot. I mean, a substantial amount of my TikTok is conspiracy theories and I'm here for it. Not because I believe everything or not even because I believe most of it or a lot of it or any of it sometimes, but I just really enjoy conspiracy. Those are my stories. All right. Those are my soaps. Those are my, my dailies that I like to watch. And there is a lot of quote unquote convincing time travel stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Not machines, not the hows, not the whys, but the R's. So well, pictures of, you know, that like there's there's a Charlie Chaplin like video out there where there's they're going through oh, doing a bunch of stuff and then there's a lady walking through and it looks like she has a cell looks phone. Looks like she has a cell phone. Yeah. And you're like I'm sorry, what? How in the where did you get a cell phone? And people are like, Oh, it's it's actually an earphone because back then, you know, people couldn't really hear and but it's like but people didn't hold the earphones like that like a cell phone uh-huh. there's a picture this one's really crazy there's a picture and I, guys i i have 20 years in photoshop i don't need to hear everything that you're saying to me right now i get it okay <laughs> there's a picture of a guy who looks like a like a hipster in like the 20s standing in a crowd really dope looking uh sweater like v-neck sweater uh, glasses. That guy was over. probably the biggest dork of his day, by the way. Yeah. People the, were like, that guy's the best weird. time traveler. So anyway, there's, there's stuff out there. It's really interesting. I'll probably post some stuff in the, in the show notes. Cause this is my world, baby. Well, yeah. This is what I, I mean, love. and it, and we love to think about it and it's, and it's everywhere from like children's children's stories, like Peabody and Mr. Peabody and, um, Sherman and Sherman. Is all about like time travel stuff. Rom coms, Kate and Leopold. Yeah. Lake House. 
Ooh, um, Lake House. Man, I did not like Lake House when we watched it. I might like it now. Um, well, that was one that that you were just like you're I think you watched it with my mom. I think you watched that one with my mom and you're like you would hate that movie. Several rom-coms with your mom. Um, thrillers like Tenet. What are well, you're pointing at me? What's going I, so on? So I'm pointing on I'm we're getting low on time. We're I trying know. to we're trying to stay really close to to a 20 minute mark. Uh-huh. And I have you're you're dancing around Probably the best time travel movie that's ever existed. Well, let's see if it's on my list. Okay. What are you saying? Well, you finish your list. Blow through them. Let's see. No, you say. You say it. Groundhog Day. Oh, no, I that wasn't. But yeah. So I mean, that's kind of a rom. It's more drama, I guess. It's a drum-com. The drum-com. So movies like that. Drum-rom-com. Rom-drum-com. Uh, movies like... Um, oh, man. What's that one with Tom Cruise and... Um, Minority Report. No, it, it's he keeps living the same day over and over and over. You've never seen it. It's fantastic. I want to go watch it now. Um, but these these kind of these these time loop right. movies. Yeah. Well, because there's different. I mean, I've read. It's like if you find a portal or something, or yeah, it's not so much about a device because that's what that's what like. Terminator and Back to the Future and stuff were based around device. And then there's Mm -hmm. some that are more about like phenomenon of some kind, you know, like or a place that you can go where there's a portal and you go back to the future, not back to the future. (laughs) You go backwards. Edge of Tomorrow is the name of the movie. Okay. And so like what I see with, with time travel is it, things are very deliberate, right? Like there's, there's a point to it. People aren't just going back just to go back. Um, with Peabody and Sherman, it's there's still a point to it. Like, hey, we're going to go back and we're going to observe. Don't touch anything. Well, right. But sometimes, sometimes it's like you accidentally. Yeah, you step on a leaf and then. You accidentally. Your mom's not What about like Assassin's Creed is kind of. Time traveling. Oh my gosh! You say that with twelve seconds left. You open up Assassin's Creed. <laughs> well, okay. So here's so y- here's, yes. here's something I'm proud of. What I wanted to say eventually about all this because there's more. There's more, 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 more. Um, if you throw a rock in nerd culture, chances are that it somehow you'll probably hit yourself in the face because it went time through a time travel. space loop. Yeah, absolutely perfect. I like what you did there. <laughs> Well, hey, um, we're going to take another short break, but don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to be talking about time travel from a different perspective, right? I don't have the notes. Maybe. We'll see where Maybe it goes. Maybe you're hey, gonna stick with us and see what we're going to talk about. Absolutely. It's a mystery. I'll be just as surprised as you are. <laughs> we'll be back with more of the Church Nerds Podcast. I'm Radio Matt, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. If you've been the parent of a toddler in the last decade or so, then you'll know there are three main streaming kings of addictive TV for young ones. The insufferable Blippi, the mind-numbing Ryan's World, and Paw Patrol. 
Paw Patrol is one of the biggest franchises, especially when it comes to clothes and toys. The premise is simple enough. A boy and his six uniquely skilled dogs save the folks of Adventure Bay from small crises. Somehow, Ryder, a boy of maybe at the most 10 years old, can afford a giant tower headquarters with all kinds of futuristic gadgets and several specialized vehicles for the pups, who each have their own focus. For instance, Chase is a police dog, Marshall's a fire dog, Rubble is a construction dog. You get the idea. The show has been going on for so long that they've had to invent ways to switch things up, first by adding new occasional teammates based on location, then by adding new skills and powers, even superpowers at one point. It's all jump the shark material, but kids eat it up. And then I saw it. My wife and I were at the theater to see Black Widow, and there on the wall was a giant poster for Paw Patrol the movie. And I knew my boys would give anything to watch it. And since it was released on Paramount Plus at the same time, we went ahead and paid for a month of that service to get it, saving us a ton of money to not see it in theaters. We have, as of this recording, watched it seven times. The movie itself looks great. They take already established characters and build on them, adding to their backstory and diving deeper into who they are and why, more so than they can or would even want to in the 11-minute episodes on TV. The movie brings us to Adventure City, where a pup named Liberty lives and where show villain Mayor Humdinger has managed to cheat his way into becoming the mayor there. The pups are begged to come save the town. We learn that Chase once lived there but was abandoned. He had a lot of fear and anxiety about going back but eventually does because he's a hero and he must. The movie largely then follows his story and struggle. We see emotions that we've never seen in any of these characters, some even very compelling. The movie is both about saving Adventure City and saving Chase. I was surprised by how good of a movie it actually was. As a parent, I appreciate that this movie was still made with little kids as the main focus. There were no dirty jokes snuck in for the parents, no super scary or overly intense scenes to rattle the younger viewers, and the main story focused around established heroes and villains, with new characters having important roles, but they didn't take away from the main cast. As the movie goes, this ain't no Citizen Kane, but if I'm judging from a parent's point of view, this movie teaches kids the importance of facing your fears, understanding that failure is a part of life, and sharing your burdens with others to lighten the load and work towards healing. In that regard, Paw Patrol is on a roll. I give this movie 10 out of 10 pepperoni chews. That's the review, and remember, no dog is too big, no pup is too small. Hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds. I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And today we're talking about time travel. Yes, so we're going to talk more about the wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey sorts of things. Is that how you say it? Wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey things. Okay, I'm making sure. Um, It's a quote from one of the best episodes. I mean, hands down, one of the best episodes. Well, we barely even talked about it. And honestly... I wanted to plan an entire show for you to talk about Doctor Who, but maybe I'm this ready. is that show. No, maybe it's, it's probably not. It's probably, I, need, I need a little bit more preparation because I I need I need a direction. <laughs> Time travel. That's your direction. If you've seen Doctor Who, you know that that format sometimes does not work. <laughs> just this like way. that was so ignorant of me to say just now. Yeah, well, I, I just don't get it. And if you I, have to ask, then you just don't get it. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> I did ask you, like, which was your favorite, like, of the companions? Clara Oswald, hands down. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, so one of the questions, I just kind of want to throw some questions out there and then we're just going to talk about them. So why do we want to think about time travel so much? What is it that's so enticing that so many series want to incorporate time travel as a plot device? Is it that like we don't have anything better to think about? Or is there something that's kind of alluring about the idea that you could travel forward or you could go back and have an impact on the future or the past? Yeah. Oh, you're asking a question? Yeah. Okay, got it. I talk, thought you were- Talk now. And insert go. conversation. <laughs> I th- I truly think that there is there's a massive obsession with bettering our station in life, right? You like, think it's selfishly motivated? I don't think it's necessarily selfishly motivated. I guess that follows human nature. Yeah. Is not usually self-sacrificial. <laughs> like if you if you think about it, honestly, let's go to Back to the Future. Okay. In in Back to the Future 2, where you know they actually end up going into the future. So Back to the Future 2, the one that most of us sheltered children were not allowed to watch. We just only watched one and three and we skipped two. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because it's mm-hmm. the one with uh, the most deplorable society. Yeah, it's uh, it's me, dystopian future. I mean, basically. I think I watched it, but I think my parents kind of like fast forwarded over some parts. Yeah. Uh, Luke Filippiak, not allowed to watch it at all. Still Katie not. Garrett, not allowed to watch it mm, at all. Neither was Katie Garrett. Still can't. So, in <laughs> no, that. No, he says he has. He says he has seen well, it now. I'm telling his dad. <laughs> uh, so, in, in the second one, we go into the future and Biff, who is the big bad guy oh, of the, the whole thing, right? That guy's the worst. And every, he's, he's, he is a nexus McFly. event. Fly. Yeah, hello. <laughs> um, he ends up uh, grabbing a sports almanac that Marty McFly was actually going to take back. And, you know, Doc Brown was like, nope, hey, don't freaking do that. That's a bad, mm-hmm. it's not why we're here. Don't do it. You're going to, ch- Marty, you're going to change the past. You know, and so, and I wonder if that was in the because I haven't read the Time Machine. I wonder if that was in the H.G. Wells stuff where it was like sports almanac. You, you no, <laughs> if you see yourself or like you know, don't change the timeline in these certain Oof. ways. Yeah, that that's a whole nother ball of wax. Seeing yourself and interacting with yourself, yeah, could create a big boom. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, yeah, Doc's like, hey, don't don't. Don't even interact with your, it basically ends up being his son. He's like, don't interact with your son when you see him. I'm going to put you in his clothes. And yet, anyway, long story short, get to go watch the movie unless you're homeschooled. And (laughs) he ends up going and finding a sports almanac of the time period that he actually lives in back in the Mm eighties. And so he buys it Mm -hmm. and he doesn't tell doc and doc finds out and he's like, ah, Marty, jagweed, don't do that. And, Biff steals the DeLorean mm-hmm. and in there is the sports almanac mm-hmm. um, or no, he, he throws it away. I'm sorry. I'm getting, getting yeah, messed threw up. It away threw it away. Found it. Biff finds it in the trash can because Marty had to change heart, picks it up, steals the DeLorean, goes back in time to young Biff mm-hmm. and from the first movie. Yeah. Like this is my gift. And gives to it to you. him. And so it is that that's the same character. Old Biff and young Biff are the same. So he is, changing his his station in life but he's also doing it for not him at the same time like that's it it's kind of a weird juxtaposition because 
it's it really depends on where you stand on like parallel universe theory or like string theory. <laughs> like if you go back and change it, this is the MCU, right? But like he's if you go basically back and change not it, going to exist as he is bingo. anymore. Will he come back to enrich him, or is his timeline going to remain the same? So it's it's just really weird. But sometimes we see that people will go back in this case to to change things for themselves. And in other times we'll see that they'll go back to change things for other people. Like if you go um, far enough back, the umbrella Academy freaking umbrella Academy was is, also on my list. Oh yeah. So, and that's like there, and this is very popular uh, Terminator as well, where it's like, we have to save humanity. We yep. have to go back. We have to go back. We have to go back. <laughs> that's my, uh, that's my Jack from lost. <laughs> so whiny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you also, you were talking about heroes. If you think about it, it's, you know, Hiro Nakamura is like, save the cheerleader, save, save the, the world. world. It's not yeah. save the cheerleader, get paid, you know? <laughs> and so. Only bad guys do that. Ri- yeah. And Biff is a bad guy. Right. So him going back and wanting to increase his station in life makes a lot of sense from a story arc standpoint. If you were to ask me, and this is always the question. It's it's a it's a time travel question, but we never frame it in time travel. Okay, or we I get, maybe we frame it in time travel. We don't think about it in time travel. If you could go back and change anything in your life, mm-hmm. what would you change? Right. Yeah, I've thought about that. Well, I was thinking about it for this episode, really, because I was like, oh man, what if I? What if we don't have enough curriculum or curriculum material? What if? What if we don't have enough material, which is never a thing for us. Not for time um, travel. You know, if we could go back, if I could go back, like, wouldn't this be a fun question to ask? If you could, if you could time travel, what would you do? Would you go back and do something? Would you go forward and do something? And Did you come up with anything? Well, when I thought about it, it was like, I don't know if I should. Just because we talk about this all the time, mm-hmm. that we are, you like to say this, humans are a sum of the moments that have led up to this moment. It's fact. And so the things that we've experienced, the things that have happened to us so far have shaped us into the person, you know, physically and spiritually and emotionally that we are like and so if we were to change something that happened to us, you change you. We would be a different person. 100%. And would that be a good thing or a bad thing? I was thinking how it's like really if I could change something, it would probably I would change something that I had done that had caused pain to somebody else. And I think that that you know <laughs> people who are like, don't change the timeline. Don't do it. You can't but I think it's kind of okay. And I think that it's in line with um, sort of repentance. Yeah. You know, regret and grief over our own sin to be like, man, I really wish I, I could change that. Yeah. That crappy thing to someone. I told a lie to a friend one time that I was like, if I had not lied to that friend um, or something really dumb, yeah. would our relationship not have. And we didn't have like a broken relationship where we were mad at each other and keying each other's cars and stealing each other's boyfriends. And, you know, like it wasn't it wasn't anything like we just fizzled. Yeah. 
And would, would that have been different? Yeah. And would we have had a stronger relationship? And I don't think that that would have changed the arc of my story at all. Yeah. I think it would have, wait, I just would have had one more better relationship than I do today. Um, But it's kind of those types of things. Or maybe if I hadn't, you know, done something, uh, you know, like bad parenting decisions or bad us. I've never had one of those. Bad us decisions where it's like, man, (laughs) that was a really rough part of life that maybe would have been easier if I could just have changed what I did. Dude, I think about that all the time. If we could go back to the first two years of our marriage. (laughs) But was it one decision or was it like a hundred tiny little decisions that were so Here's the, our brains were not done cooking. (laughs) It anyway. should have been illegal for us to get married oh, like man. that. Anyway, anyway, we're fine. I, Don't worry about us. I, it, so in general, it's, you know, one of the, the big ones that I thought about when you think about like going back to change something, I was like, if I could go back to January 8th, which was the day that my mom yeah. had her accident when she was just, she was just out. She was like doing driving because yeah. she drove because she drove for a living, as a lot of people do these days. And I could just be like, "Mom, don't get in the car. Yeah. Don't make that delivery." I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that because ultimately, you know, it like, happened. It happened. It happened. And and that has to be okay. Yeah, you can't. You can't just make people not, we can't just stave off death forever. And so ultimately did that, like that didn't, it hurt, but it didn't like break me or whatever. Um, I, it's not, I think to, to like, if I had abused someone in the past, like, or something like that, I think it would be okay to be like, I I wish I could change that. Yes. But something that just happened to me. I don't know. Yeah, I even think about your dad. Your dad tells a story, um, and it's 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 not just like once upon a time kind of a deal, but specifically about you know your mom's passing is this is part of his grief process, right? Like he's he's the one that really has has dealt with it the hardest, um, and rightly so. He was with her for forty two years. And change, you know, like maybe 43 and change. I can't remember the exact number uh, longer than we've been alive, you know, <laughs> Yes. by, by a long Obviously. shot, well, by a long shot, you know? And so like when you put things into perspective that, you know, somebody has been with somebody longer than I've been on this planet, um, you, if you think about, you know, that phrase, a person is a sum of the moments that have led up to this moment, they're just their marriage was longer than we've been alive plus Caleb like that. Well, plus Levi. And so um, that's crazy to think about. And then there were a ton of moments before then. So to, to look at that and for your dad to, to talk about um, this idea of really letting things be. Mm-hmm. Okay. In 2 Kings, it's in the Bible. Maybe you've heard of it. I didn't know we were going to talk about the Bible in this episode. Yeah. So, so in, in 2 Kings, we, we get to hear about uh, this guy named Hezekiah. Okay. Yes. Greatest. Yeah. I mean, the most wonderful 
godly king that Judah had ever known. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to know more, he had had a bunch of real bad kings, bunch for of turd burglars, long time. Yeah, and so along comes Hezekiah because selfishness again. And he's like, "Hey, man, we're going to turn back to the Lord. We're going to love Him well. We're going to do all this stuff. I'm going to just I'm going to say yada 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 because go freaking read it. It's a great story. It's it's awesome. Well, um, then uh, comes to the time where." Hezekiah is supposed to go bye-bye. Um, and prophet, I believe it's Elijah at the time, comes up and says, Hey, um, you're gonna you're gonna die. We're done here. Um, and then he, Hezekiah, just basically throws a fit, you know, because who likes to be told that they're gonna die? Nobody. You know, I don't think anybody's really <laughs> happy about that i think my mom she had been talking about it for a really long time so i would say she probably would have just still been excited (laughs) probably (laughs) she Um, is weird she was weird you know probably but but anyway like he he was such a like successful and aspirational like he wanted to do big things yeah prophet's name was isaiah I'm, i'm sorry i just i just pulled up the story to be to be real about it it's in we're in second kings 20 and so Hezekiah is on his deathbed, basically, and then Isaiah comes up and says, "Hey, um, this is this is the end." And before he could really even get out of the courts, Isaiah, Hezekiah is crying out to God and doing all sorts of stuff. He says, "Isaiah, turn around, go back, and tell him that I'm going to extend his life. I think it was by 15 years." Okay, so um, in that time frame where God had said, Hezekiah, you're done. Hezekiah, you know, basically pleads with the Lord and he says, all right, all right, I'm going to give you some more time. In that time is when the nation of Israel, the people, the Israelites become slaves to Babylon. Like that's what starts all of that. Well, I think they, I think he allowed the Babylonians to see their treasure. Yeah. Like I'm saying like that, that. That's, and that was the zenith. coming back for Because it. Hezekiah gets really like cocky and he's in a good mood or like whatever it is. And he's like, Hey, mm-hmm. come, mm-hmm. come look at all the riches that we have. And here's the storeroom mm-hmm. and here's the treasures and yada, yada, yada. And then they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, we'll take all of it. <laughs> Box it up. Yeah. It turns and out so they that's, were casing the joint. That's what started the Babylonian captivity. Yeah. And that's where we get stories of, you know, Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and stuff like that. Like, you know, the fiery furnace exists because of that story um, and because of Hezekiah not taking taking his time, not, you know, taking his time being slow, but like accepting, accepting his time. Accepting, yeah. And so when I think about these things, and your dad really put this into perspective for me, even if I were to go back and try and desire to change a good thing to be a better thing kind of a deal, like if I were to say, and I've thought like, I'm not trying to earn points here, but I've thought about this. What if I just met Anna earlier? Like if I went back and I'm serious as a heart attack because I love you fiercely. If I, if I went back and I said, Hey, I, there were some things that happened in my life prior to you that I'm not, if I, if those didn't happen, that would be fantastic. Yeah. You know, just like, they don't even have like a massive impact on my life, but I'm just like, I would rather just not have done any of it yeah um and so if i if i were to go back and meet you earlier or act earlier on when i did meet you 
then man, all the heartache that could have been saved. But I don't know where that fits into my story. And I don't know where that fits into God's story, even fully just yet. And so I think like today, like right now about the kids that are in the other room, if I meet you earlier, those kids don't exist because not, not in the way that they do, you know, Nene doesn't exist the way that she does. She doesn't have the personality that she has. PJ doesn't exist. PJ's a little. Who knows? I know. (laughs) I know because of what it takes, like the the stuff and, and not necessarily the randomness, but the chaos theory of like how a baby is created inside of the womb and stuff like that. Like these kids are also 100% a sum of the moments that have led up to this moment. And not just their moments, but our moments. Okay. So like if you, if I go back and I meet you earlier and I'm like, man, I just, I really want to get a jump start. I have no freaking clue what's going to happen to my family. And I love the family that we have mm. real quick here, the flash. All right. I'm going to talk just specifically about the CW series, not the I comics or anything. The flash. There's yeah. a moment in the flash where like the, the crux of what makes him, Barry Allen, the flash that sets him like down the, down the path of becoming the flash is not necessarily the lightning strike that hits the, you know, the crime lab where he's at. It's that his parents were involved in some like weird kind of homicide thing where his dad basically gets framed for killing his mom. And we find out later down the line that that was one of the enemies of the flash that did that. And there's a point in the story where like, he always wants to go back and save his mom. Now he has the ability to run faster than time and enter the speed force and all this stuff. And so he's like, I want to go back. And everybody's like, dude, don't freaking do that. You're going to break, you're going to break the timeline. Um, Shocker, when he does go back and do it and actually is able to save his mom, he breaks the freaking timeline. Mm -hmm. Um, It ruins who he becomes it ruined like he doesn't end up marrying you know his mm-hmm. his bay he doesn't end up um that like their kid isn't born um right. you know like daughters aren't born sons are born like the whole timeline is really messed up and not just for him but for mm-hmm. a lot of other people because of that one moment in time right and so like I have to think about that, that, you know, like with great power comes great responsibility. If I can mix DC and, and Marvel for just a second, you cannot, it's done. Um, we, we can't, we just can't like, even if we can, we can't because God is the one legitimately speaking. God is the one who knows he sits outside of the realm of time and he understands how things are woven together. That's why we have books like revelation and the book of Daniel and, you know, even, you know, stuff in like, you know, second Thessalonians where it's talking about like prophetic things. And there's all throughout the Bible, this prophecy. It's because we serve a God who sees everything as it is. I like to think about it like, and this is probably not even remotely accurate, but I'm sitting in this murder basement, this murder dungeon here. (laughs) And I can show you the arrow pointing towards the ceiling. I can show you all of these things. I can show you the Wayne's world coding over here. I can show you our (laughs) Mortal Kombat 2 arcade up one up cabinet. But if you were to actually be in those planes of existence, this is 
1982. This is the birth of Christ. This is, you know, 1285. But God can sit here and see all these things so he knows how they fit together. We don't. We go over here and we're like, you know what? I would really like for that Mortal Kombat cabinet to be hanging from the ceiling. And God's like, that's the stupidest idea anybody's ever had. And if you do that, you're going to break something. Like the sheetrock is going to fall out because it can't support it. But we think that it's a great idea. So that's my hot take on why Groundhog Day is one of the best movies ever created. <laughs> well, I mean, there there is so much that we didn't talk about like I had planned to talk about it and I started to research it honestly, as far as like, how does, how would traveling in time affect, um, you know, our souls? That's one of the things like initially that's like brain melt, um, God's unchanging nature. And you know, like, well, God would have to respond differently to things because of what we changed, not whatnot. I started to research this. There are such, brilliant minds that are already thinking about this that like we ha- we have to talk about Thank science you. you don't have to talk about me like that science I appreciate that and in front of faith everybody. To- stop it we have to talk about science and faith together sometimes we like we try to separate them all the time and it's like no the one affects the other all the time so much but i started reading this and like the learning curve of even just words i would have to learn to understand yeah. this article was so steep that i was like this would be the most frustrating thing in the world. So I've, I quit and we just talked about things that we actually we talked about talk movies about. and comic books. <laughs> I, I truly believe, and then we'll get out of here, take our short break. I, I truly believe that um, with the inmost part of my being that science and math and geology and all these things that Physics. we have, yeah, all, all of the things that are like, you can go get a degree in them. Basically. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like those are the languages of God. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's, a way that he can speak to us to tell us like, yes, I'm here is how vast the universe actually is here. Here's how small things actually are. And you don't even know yet here. Here's how old this is. And still here I am like kind of a deal. Like I, I feel like the more that we understand about those things, rather than trying to separate them from each other, the more that they can work together. Um, we talk all the time, even In flat earth. Off of, oh my gosh, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> um, we talk, we talk all the time, even, you know, off podcast a lot about the dichotomy, like the, 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 the fighting that exists, the, between like, you know, faith and works and stuff like that. Like we, as, as a Christian society, we're always trying to pit two things against each other because we have this, this great battle of the light versus the darkness and all that stuff. And I'm right. like, you just don't mm-hmm. understand how bright. I mean, the that, light that, that is. is in the Bible, right? But but if you think about it, it's 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 not an equal it's not an equal playing field. The light is so much brighter than the darkness. It shines. Oh, you're talking it about is, two equal forces. Yeah, it is the thing that, that eliminates the darkness. But we bring that up to the same level, and it's a versus. Like, well, who's gonna win? You know, mm-hmm. kind of a deal. And it's like, no, God, God's gonna win. <laughs> and so we bring that into other things. Faith versus works. When it's like, no, keep reading. Faith without works is is dead. And now we have things that this is like extra scriptural, right? But like science versus faith slash religion slash your Sunday morning Bible study, you know? And it's like, no, man, like what if, what if we used science as a way to understand what God is trying to tell us? So I, I don't know. That's a whole nother thing, but wibbly wobbly 
timey-wimey stuff, go watch Doctor Who. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Groundhog Day. Well, there's your recommendation. Legit, I would, I would say watch Edge of Tomorrow. That movie is fantastic. I guess I need to watch that it's, movie. I love it. I know. It's so freaking good. I just hate watching time travel. Anyway, yeah. okay, we're done. We're so, done. We're done for right now. Yeah, don't just go anywhere. Take a break. Short break, as long as whatever the the break it segment is, or the, the songs. If you're listening on LTN Radio at ltnonair.com. dot uh, but don't go anywhere because we're going to be back, and we've got a church nerds memory verse and a nerdy recommendation right here on the Church Nerds Podcast. What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. Final round, fight! Hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds. Today we have a nerdy recommendation for you. And that recommendation is Animo. Animo, we've recommended this before. Living Bible verse card. But they have a new thing, so you all need to know about it. Yes. So they just launched a Kickstarter, and if you listen to this the day that it came out, it's already funded. Like, they funded in 90 minutes, which is really cool. Because this game is, for all intents and purposes, we talked about it before, this is Christian Pokemon. And I know that sounds super weird and, like, icky, and gross because Christian's taking something and then just making it into another oh, thing. Yes. Like just skinning it. I was like, hey, I thought we decided Pokemon weren't icky. No, 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 no. Not like that. <laughs> Got to catch them all. But this this is a really great way um, for your kids to learn scripture. And my, my kids love it. They do an animal Bible verse challenge mm-hmm. every month where you can hold up either a coloring sheet or the actual card that you have and you memorize the scripture that's on the front of it and say it to the camera and then like you can challenge people, you know, kind of like the ice bucket challenge kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they'll send you a hollow, a holographic card of that card mm-hmm. that you can only get by doing the Animo Bible verse challenge, which yep. is really cool. And yep. Caleb, who is a hyper collector, like just loves to have things, doesn't necessarily take I, care of them, hmm, but he loves to have them. I wonder where he gets that from. Probably his mom. <laughs> um, he loves doing this, and like he he'll do it, and, and then we'll I'll send it, and he goes, "So when's the card coming?" Mm-hmm. Like that is not even how the internet works. <laughs> like not even close. But they have a brand new Kickstarter coming out that's called Red Letter Day, and. This is a, a brand new expansion. It's coming with a bunch of you know new booster packs that you can open if you're familiar with trading card games. Um, two new decks. They're doing minis, all sorts of stuff. Minis, that's oh, fun. Yeah, I didn't get the minis because the oh. minis were a little bit extra, and we I don't need the minis. But I did I did back it, and I backed it at 
pretty high level. Um, but <laughs> this I game, I want to go look at the minis. This game is is great. It's fantastic. It's a really fun way for me as a dad to spend time with my kids doing something that I love to do that they can comprehend. Because I got a lot of games that they just can't play. For being real, they'll ask me all the time, "Daddy, are we old enough to play this?" We've tried with some of that stuff before. And it just never really goes the way anybody wants it to. Well, I think that one of the cool things about these cards. So for one thing, um, much like Pokemon cards, these things get everywhere. And probably every parent whose kids have been into Pokemon cards understands this. That it's like they don't really care a lot of times about the gameplay. At least our kids don't. No, they just want they want to look at the cards. They want to look at the pictures um, if they do the gameplay, they're definitely actively memorizing, you know, scripture. Um, and I think one of the cool things about that is that they now have like um, a picture association with a verse. Yes. And so if they if you want to think about a concept, um, I don't know, it's kind of like, what is that called? Like um, when you use words to try to remember other words. Mnemonic devices. It's, yeah. And it's kind of like that where it's like they can think of that picture in their mind and think of the verse. Um, cause, because even when they're not playing the game, they still are looking at that. They still read it. And they are everywhere. They are all over Oh my gosh. And it makes me think of that verse that's like, um, teach them to your children so that they will know, um, post them on the door frames of your houses, put them on your foreheads, put them on your, leave them in the hallway. Yes. They are just under your beds, in your beds, (laughs) all over the dining room where your mom has to pick them up so many times because we have a bunch of them. And no matter what we tell our kids, like, Hey, Keep this set together. Oh my! It never major <laughs> ever. I'm, so this is happens. an actual like you can build a deck, you can play the game, you can do all that stuff. And so in that there is a system. There's a set number of cards that you can have. There's a set number of, of a certain type of cards that you mm-hmm. can have. And Caleb could not care any less. He just like, oh, I helped Levi build a deck. And I'm like, <laughs> do you know how to build a deck? And he goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's having fun he's having he's, fun he's not having fun the way that i want him to have fun. okay well so let me let me tell you this is the one that i got so i got the truth seeker bundle did i get truth seeker elite i don't even remember i'm just gonna say that i did and if not i'll change my pledge so it comes with uh, a tree shell strategy deck which is the one of the new ones she's super cute and pink um so she uh, she's she's got little hearts for hers. We've got Percy's strategy deck, um, and he has, I believe, he is hope. Um, so she's love, and he's hope. And then it also comes with the deluxe collector's kit, which is this really cool box that has a bunch of booster packs in it, and you know, extra doodads. Um, it comes with one, two, three, four, five, six booster packs, and I also got the one that comes with. Um, Two play mats, so two neoprene oh. play playmats. Because I'm serious, man. If I that's play, that's what we need more of is more play mats. Hey, you can't talk. You to didn't me like buy that. the minifigures, but you bought the play mats. I think. Look, I'm looking at it Bro. now. It comes with one minifig. Okay. Okay. Um, but if you've ever tried to play a card game on a table, every card game should be played with a neoprene play mat. See, I think every dice roller should be played with a playmat. I don't, yeah, I don't think that those need to be mutually exclusive. We also play dice games on playmats. 
Um, and it also comes with uh, a booster box that has 24 red letter day booster packs. And Whoa. If I, if I know anything that's a about lot of booster packs, if I know anything about my son, so that's a total of 30 booster packs. He loves to open booster packs. Everybody loves to open booster packs. So thank I, you. Magic. The gathering. And I would Pokemon. say check it out. Get down on it. Even if you don't want to go like full on, like I did, just get in, get a couple of decks, um, you know, just get the battle battle decks and go for it. And if you like it, They've got plenty more stuff. We'll have all the information in the show notes and on lovethynerd.com slash church nerds on the episode page that you can go and check out. But I will tell you, this game does get the seal of approval for LTN loves this game. Big deal alert. Because we do. Like we last year, and they're going to be a sponsor this year with LTN Con again. Uh, not a sponsor, except they except are they freaking a are. Woo. And so, like, out of this show, just <laughs> yeah. And it's not like wow, we're getting fat stacks of cash. It's we are just not. they we believe not. in what we're doing. We believe in what they're doing, and so we're gonna we're gonna cross promote. Um, but we do. You will see. LTN loves this game on the box for this game, um, and we're pretty dang excited about that. <clears throat> so okay. that's Animo, the living verse living bible verse card game um you're going to want to be a part of that i really 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 recommend it and the cool thing about it is that it's already funded so there's it's not like oh well i'm on kickstarter i hope this thing you know actually no it's like funded like it's all the way funded and then some you're gonna get the game so don't even worry about that well do you want to read our memory verse because somehow I don't have it in the dock and you were, you were working on, we are doing a lot of things different today. What can I say? When you got it, you got it. Yes. um, I do want to read our Bible verse and I'm not stalling for time to pull up the tab (laughs) because I don't normally do this. We're just together. I'm so so sorry. um, We wanted to find a verse that kind of fit the theme of what we were doing. And uh, of course, like a bunch of Goombas, we went looking for time travel in the Bible. Uh, (laughs) And it's ish there, you know, there are verses about, you know, God being. Because he's eternal and unchanging. Like that's seems very. That I felt was pretty low hanging fruit. I wanted to find one that was a little bit more um, niche and on the nose a little bit about what we're talking about. And so um, Psalm 139, I'm going to be reading out of the New American Standard Bible. The Lord's Bible, I see. If you'll turn to page BibleGateway.com in your Bible. BibleGateway.com. Yeah. Whenever you search anything on the internet, that's the first one that comes up is BibleGateway. Just Bible.com. BibleGateway is a thousand times more searchable than Bible.com. It has way better SEO. It's designed. I don't know what SEO is. Search engine optimization. Yeah. Because I used a search engine and this website was optimized for me to find it. See how that works. So you're saying that Bible Gateway just pops up quicker than Bible.com yeah, does? 100. But it, okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying it's better or worse. Just different. So, um, aside from our little marital <laughs> dispute there about how the internet works, uh, I'm not the- Psalm 139, starting in verse seven. Um. In what was it? What was it called in the in the other version that I read? It was like the inescapable God was oh, the the title of been, Psalm yeah. 139. Um. So it's in starting at verse seven, it says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take up the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the uh, remotest part of the sea, 
even there, your hand will lead me and your right hand will take hold of me. Mm-hmm. So it's like you cannot, you cannot travel to a place on the timeline or in the anywhere where the Lord is not, that he's. He would still be the Lord of whatever timeline. The Lord of the multiverse. Yes. Mm. Lord of the everyverse. Yes. Yep. Okay. Well, be sure to check us out online at lovethynerd.com for amazing articles on all of the nerdy things, as well as this show and our other podcasts. Podcasts and videos. Podcasts is is a word. Uh, If you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, you visit lovethynerd.com. Slash, slash give. give. I wanted to give you time because um, you were typing that out. I know you were. Uh, we are a, a qualifying 501c3 organization. Uh, so your gift is tax deductible. And also don't forget to select love thy nerd. Nope. Love thy nerd. Not love thy nerd.com. Love thy nerd as your charity of choice um, at smile.amazon.com because we know you're shopping on don't Amazon. Don't act like you're not shopping on Amazon. Everybody does it. Don't so act. why not just make us your charity of choice and that will give a small kickback of your purchases at no cost to you to the organization. Uh, you can also find us on social media everywhere at Love Thy Nerd mm-hmm. on all major platforms and on LTN Radio each and every Friday morning. And I'm Anna. I'm Bubba. Ooh, I don't like Hated that. that. <laughs> Hated it. Go back to the other. Uh, this is what happens when you mess with the reality. timeline. Sheesh. This is what happens. Bad idea. We'll not do it again. <laughs> well, hey, that's going to do it for us here on this episode. But if no one else tells you it, just remember it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd.